All right, everybody. Episode forty-five. Uh, Shugman Moody. Uh, I'm here with Chug. How you doing? How you doing, Chug? Good man. I prepare for every episode like Dirk Diggler. Dirk Diggler does. Yeah, I prepare to shoot the same way Dirk Diggler does. If you watch Boogie Nights, you know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm more about the whole. Uh, uh, sorry, I can't get it up with the. I can't get you know the whole thing. Uh, the, the the montage of him like trying to like you know get get up. Um, yeah, but today we're, we're there's a lot of things going on in the world when we're talking about stuff, but uh, we're gonna focus on uh, more just like entertainment stuff today, not really pop culture stuff. I mean, not really uh, uh, current event stuff, but uh, all right, so uh, let's talk about the uh, you wanted to talk about the Lano, uh, Lano wife, you know, like with if you if you go back to me and you, uh, I told you about this uh, Queen and Slim thing like two, a year and a half ago at work when we were working together, remember? Mm-hmm. Lena Waithe. Yeah, Lena Waithe. Uh, I think yes. I pronounced it. Okay. Lena Waithe. Yeah, sure. yeah, but um, I remember I saw the trailer for it and uh, I was like, hey, it's probably up Chug's alley. You'd probably, you know, you'd be into it. And um, that's the only reason why, you know, th- you know that it's I know... It- it seemed it seemed interesting to me when I saw the trailer too. It seemed interesting until I actually watched it. Really? And you know, we'll get into it when we talk about it. So stay tuned for those okay. thoughts. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, but uh, the reason why we're talking about it, like, what, what's the reason? Why are we talking? About, like, what, what, like, what's, what's so she what's the she's dropping like a new series on um amazon prime and it's very it's um i'm not in love with the idea of it and i've seen a lot of black people on twitter also not um too enthused by it and also has been kind of like tired of like you know lean with um her whole you know stick for the past couple of years, but this show in particular, it um, it's about a family. I guess a black family moves into a white neighborhood in the 1950s. So I'm gonna just discuss the reasons why I'm like bothered by it. Okay, cool. And then we're also gonna talk about, of course, uh, the you know the the big the big payoff for the the Bachelor uh, show. You've been watching it for what? I it's, I can't believe it's been like three months already pretty yeah, much it's, genre, all, right? it's all so over we're talking about the bachelor it's all over we watched um we uh, wrapped up the season finale and after the final rules so we're just gonna kind of put a like a nice little like knot on it i'm gonna have to say like i apologize to the people that listened to it last week or watched it on youtube right. because the audio was horrid because i me i was you know wrapping up and packing stuff away but me and mike were still talking so i turned off my mic on um on our last episode and i I let my computer i let my computer audio um take the sound but i had already recorded the whole you know almost hour that i was talking and I'd already started working on it and I apologize for the sound. So I got my mic here. If you can hear me, you know, it sounds a lot better than it yeah. did, but we're going to wrap up the whole experience of watching it um, in that segment. Yeah. So I, I called, 
yeah, I called it the swan song of swan song for the bachelor. And uh, we're gonna rock and roll with episode forty-five. Here we go. Uh, so Lena Waithe, she's been an actress. She's been a writer, um, showrunner, all that stuff. I, I believe um, her big thing was the show, Showtime show, The Shy, which I haven't, I, I haven't watched it. Yeah. Um, but I've heard it's it's really really good. Um, I don't know if it's still on. It might be, but she recently um it's, it's just been promoted. There's a new show she's behind that's coming out called Them. And Lena Waite, mm-hmm. she's also famous for doing um Queen and Slim. She wrote. I don't know if she directed it, but she was the writer of Queen and Slim. And this uh, she had a partner. Yeah, she had a partner for the uh, Queen of Slim. The partner. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I think uh, she had, she has a partner that uh, they work on all the projects together. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. So possibly because I've seen somebody else's name on this show that we're gonna talk about, but we're gonna talk about Queen of Slim as well because I'm 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 seeing like a pattern in her work that I'm I'm not a fan of as uh black person uh so me and mike are gonna discuss it so them it's a show about like a black family moving into a white neighborhood in the 1950s and it adds in like mystical horror um stuff right and twilight zone is it's an anthology uh this is what i read it was an anthology like where it's like every episode's like a different thing you know anthology is like uh uh you know every episode is a different it's not like uh episodic it's more uh one shot uh deals did you read it? did you hear about that is that what it was too no because in the trailer it looked like the same people it, it just looked like a family oh it might change um hmm. but it's a mystical horror type show when yeah, um using a lot of like racial caricatures and stuff like that from the 1950s and like you know first you know if you 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 look at it and you want to be optimistic about it you know um Lovecraft Country kind of did the same mm. It, it seemed like it was going to be kind of like a Lovecraft Country type of thing it would have been like a period it, 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 you could say it's like a period piece but it at the same time has like the fantasy and horror and sci-fi stuff but at least in Mm. lovecraft country if you watch lovecraft country like they use like the fan they use the period like the 1950s and they Mm. use the social comment as like a backdrop but that wasn't like the main point in the show and it wasn't used to prop up like the fantasy elements of it or the fantasy elements weren't like used like the racial stuff wasn't used as a plot device to kind of like link it with the the fantasy horror stuff um it kind of like stood on its own it's like all right we're in 1950s and you know we're black and we're doing we're dealing with the fact that we live in a racist society but at the same time we're dealing with like these lovecraft um, these HP Lovecraftian mm-hmm. um creatures, as well as this um, 
you know, witchcraft and fantasy type of stuff. It wasn't the basis of the show. And on top of that, you had like, you know, a section of the show where it was like set in Korea. And then you had like the mystical figures from like Korea also playing a part of it. So it had like a lot more um, thought put into it in my estimation on the show. Now, full disclosure, like the show hasn't been out. I haven't seen it. I'm just going off of the trailer. I've watched the whole first season of Lovecraft Country. So I, I, I'm comparing a whole season to a trailer. But, you know, the difference is the I saw the trailer of Lovecraft Country before I watched it. And I was interested by it because I thought it was an interesting story. This particular thing I don't find interesting because it conflates fantasy and reality in a bad way because if you look back on it, white people, I mean, black people moving into white neighborhoods throughout history, it's a scary thing in general because you're dealing with racism, you're dealing with racial discrimination, people don't want you to live there and they will let you know that they don't want you to live here. Like the first thing I thought of when I saw the trailer and I posted it on my, my Twitter in reaction to the trailer was, I remember it was this video on, from I think like a PBS special or a news special where um, these kids moved into like a sub suburb of like Long Island, like right on the edge of like Long Island and Queens and the racial discrimination they face in our neighborhood, you know, getting harassed by the white children, um, all of this stuff. So I was saying, I'm like, yo, like the reality of moving into a black neighborhood I mean, moving into a white neighborhood as a black family is already scary enough as it is. You don't need the fantasy part of it. And I think for some people, they'll be so ignorant that they'll be like, oh, like if the racism, I mean, if like the fantasy part of it is made up, maybe the racism part of it is made up. And I basically feel like it's being, it, it will water down the actual experiences of black families who, you know, broke like the color barrier in these white neighborhoods and it's like there's very real um systematic racism that was put in place since the 1940s um that took place during white flight me and mike talked about it uh um a while yeah, back you, yeah, hey you, yeah 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 i'm glad you, I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up i was just about to say it uh in the press release of the show they didn't say uh they, they didn't mention white flight they didn't mention black flight black flight was from like the south into new york and in the area around us but it's like they use a different word uh i gotta read i don't want to cut you off but uh i'm glad you brought that up because we talked about the whole thing with uh uh not co-op city but like uh Stuyvesant town and all that we'll, we'll, we'll get back into that but Chuck, please i i mean i didn't mean to cut you off from black bird up thank you yeah so it was very real like systematic um systematic racism that was already in place. There was redlining, um, which you could look up, discrimination in the GI Bill where um, white veterans were basically getting getting funding in order to move to the suburbs that weren't wasn't given to blacks. And, you know, plain old racial discrimination, like you, obviously like people wouldn't, you know, sell a house to a black family 
or they'll sell it to a white family and you know it'll be sometimes where the black family probably offers more money but they'll still um choose to take a less offer from a white family in order to keep the community white and you could look up like in history i had billboards and signs saying we need to keep you know so and so white we need to keep this mm. town white this village white and stuff like that and it's it's very real and you don't really need the fluff and i was really like interested mm. in it because the trailer it started off like it was race it was basically gonna be that it was just gonna tell the tale of a black family being like the first black family in this white neighborhood in the 1950s and then it within like those like two and a half minutes in the trailer it goes off the rail because i'm sort of seeing like these minstrels and these fantasy horror stuff and all kind of crazy stuff and i'm like this is this this goes way into left field and it's not like i said it's not like lovecraft country where it's like oh it's like part of the show like but it isn't it, it's not the show essentially that's what that's mm. what i'm trying to say if it makes sense no that makes sense it's it's uh they want to uh separate like history from uh non-fiction i mean mm-hmm. non-fiction and fiction and put it together and stuff and uh me me and Shug are uh buff historians we like history and stuff uh but a lot of people they learned about history through creative narrative, like, 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 like not actual history, but like, we'll do like media and stuff. Mm-hmm. So is this going to be, you know, you get, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's so like the narrative is kind of through uh, art, through artwork, you know, through films and movies and TV shows. Uh, that's how we like, I, I know about the West, the Wild West, because of the movies, right? But yeah. it's not true. It's not. It's not authentic. But uh, uh, that's what I was going to say about that. You know. Yeah. You know, but it, it's very important, though. It, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, need to be uh, addressed. But then people are get they, they'll get turned off, and they'll be like, they, they won't like want to hear stuff. But you have to, uh, you know, you have to know the whole like con- the context of mm-hmm. everything. You know. Yeah, which is uh, well, I find that more 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 uh, interesting than uh, a lot of the, the film and stuff, you know. Yeah, and you know, as soon as I like start watching it, you know, I um, I I I, t- I tweeted because I said as soon as I saw written by so and so and Lena Wait, I was like, as soon as I saw Lena Wait in the credits, I was like, I knew some like fuckery was like abound. Um, because she did Queen and Slim, mm. and it was you know Queen and Slim. It seemed like a like a Bonnie and Clyde type of um thing with like a black couple, and I thought like mm. David Kaluuya and um uh, I forgot um my girl's name in it, man. The um I, 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 I forgot to. she's married to um freaking um Pacey um. Charlie Conway from Mighty Ducks, like they are uh, Joshua Jackson, um, Jody. Yeah. I want to say Jody something. I'm sorry, I don't remember her oh. name, but they were great in it. I will give her give it that. But like the whole story of it was just like, um, the the plot, the driving force of the film was that they, I forgot who killed 
the cop. Yeah, it was Queen Queen that killed the cop, and then they went on a run because they killed like this police officer. And I'm just like, uh, you know, like yeah, racial they, they racial discrimination does not need racial discrimination does not need to be a plot device because okay. at the end of the day, like the interaction with the police, um, it still end, ended up the same way it usually does in real life, which is like, you know, the cop, you know, police brutality, the black people end up dead. Like it ended like spoiler alert, the movie ends with both of them getting killed. So it's like, instead of just like a 10 minute thing, it was over the span of a two hour movie. And I was just like, it's, I thought it was just insensitive. I was like a black man. I was just like, this doesn't make like sense to me. Like, what is your infatuation with racism? Like racism doesn't need to be, racism isn't meant to be a very real and bad thing. It isn't meant to be, um, Fantasy, yeah, romanticized or or or, or fantasized about. In, mm-hmm. in the same way, like you know, you you think of like uh um. Like I read up on this movie, I didn't really actually get to see it. Um, boy in the straight pajamas. Like people thought that movie. What's that? I never heard that. Well, people thought that movie was insensitive because it was about a boy who was like the son of the director of a concentration camp and him becoming friends mm. with a child that was in a concentration camp. And they kind of felt like it was insensitive because it was kind of making like this, um, it's kind of making this um melodrama out of, this melodrama and very like emotional story out of like the Holocaust because it kind of basically made the the family of the SS um Nazi person it kind of humanized them mm. in an effort to kind of build up like the drama of the movie and you know the emotion of the movie and you know the movie was like you know Oscar nominated and and stuff like that but people felt it was like insensitive because you took this very real and um dark part of history and you kind of like romanticize it and it just mm-hmm. came off as insensitive to a lot of people especially people who um at the time were like holocaust survivors it, it just it didn't hit for for them they, they they were really like offended by it and you know and lena weeds um effort here it's like this black woman is kind of romanticizing like this very real thing that's still occurring and it's mm-hmm. like not too many films are made about you know black families you know being part you know trying to break into the american dream i mean even i'm even saying that it sounds messed mm-hmm. up like I get, mm-hmm. breaking into the american dream like as if it's something we're not supposed to have so, you know, there's a lot of people who, black people who worked and saved and accumulated wealth and were still um, not allowed into these communities or if they bought their way into the communities or earned their way into the communities, they were still being 
um, antagonized and still faced like all types of like racism and 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 discrimination and bigotry that you could have just told like a very very real story about it it doesn't need the fantasy parts of it like if she did this and it didn't have the fantasy the fantasy horror parts of it like it would have been great because i was really interested when i saw the trailer and then about 30 seconds in i'm seeing like a minstrel like a minstrel it like you know the movie it with the clown Mm. like it was like i was just like what the fuck is this Okay, man. Uh, let me jump in. I, I agree with you 100% with the whole history thing with uh, uh, like neighborhoods and you know, people moving in. Uh, you know, the middle, you know, getting that middle class, getting that, you know, like there was a moment in time in the 50s and 60s when everything was happening in, in like the Northeast, everyone, you know, that whole thing. But what you're saying with the whole fantasy thing, uh, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm talking out of school right now, but. Uh, I think, like you said, you wanted to see something more, like real, like more like accurate, and they they did the whole like like you said the, like the menstrual thing or like the it thing. That's from that's maybe coming from someone else who uh, only knew this shit from like reading in a book, you know, looking at it like oh like we can do this whole like uh, creative thing we can do this whole whatever whatever let's you know you know you get what I'm saying like you know it's like different like it's like they want to they want to like push the envelope in a way but it's like not you know not accurate if that makes sense i don't know yeah, i don't like, the wind no i told they tried to push the envelope uh, i'm like, sorry yeah they tried to push the envelope and i see that and I'm, I'm just thinking i'm like the envelope doesn't need to be pushed because you could you know basically like because that's all i did i've typed in google black family moved into white neighborhood in the 70s and it's like an eight minute video and it's like you watch it and not scary enough as it is you're talking about children and then they have points in the in the in in the series where um have points in in the in the in in that particular segment where they talk to like the adults and they're like oh like they don't belong here they have their own neighborhoods and they're not they're not good people blah 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 and then like it'll have like this italian family saying like oh like you know they they you know the blacks they they want to they always want what they didn't earn like my family came from italy and we worked our way to be in this neighborhood they just want they want to be given things and and it's just like bro like these families are moving in here and you clearly don't know shit about black people and instead of trying to get to know them and understand them, so that way you don't, you're not ignorant. You know, you're you're letting your already like inherent biases against these people um, dictate whether or not they deserve to be in a neighborhood or not. And this is a very real thing, and it doesn't need to be fantasized about. <laughs> mm. Like. Yeah, uh... I guess that might be uh yeah you know what I'm saying like the um all right this is a this is a, this is a more concise thing I could say again like a ten second uh, soundbite uh academia uh, you know you know like academia and then real life situations like you just said like actually knowing people mm-hmm. compared to reading a book and then like oh, this is this is how race is and this is how like. You know, you know that's the, that's the difference because when I was in the college and stuff, 
it was at the most, uh, you know, academia, all that stuff. And, but then real life situations, you know, that real life situations uh, shaped me to who I am, you know, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what else do you think about, what else about the, uh, the, um, the other work with, uh, you know, the other, uh, so them is the only thing that, like, I thought it was another thing that she was working on. Um, it was another thing. This, wait, wait, wait. I guess not. But how long ago was that, like, Queen Slim? It was like when we, like, first started, like, working together, we were, like, which is interesting. Like, 20, I was, like, like 2018. I just seen it for I the first time. I was like, was I just seen it for the first time, like, last year. So it's fairly new. So, um, Aziz and Zari was, you know, something happened. Well, he's been, he's not on, he's not like around anymore because something happened. Um, but uh, Lena was like a like a friend of the character, like a, like a meta character. And I, I remember like, like oh yeah, I want to see more of her. I liked she, you know, she's funny and stuff, and had a little um, like, you know, the character was actually. Even though it was so like short, it was actually very uh, well thought out, and uh, it, it sucks because like things like that where like you, you can't like watch it again or oh it's like they're they're not gonna promote it anymore, you know. So uh, you know that, that's one of those things where it's like uh, kind of yeah. I mean, like I'm not denying her. Ta- I mean, like, I'm not denying her talent. Like I heard, like I said, I, I I've heard good things about the shot. I haven't watched it. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, as an act, act, like an actress, you know, you, I haven't watched, you know, the show you're talking about, but, um, I've seen, um, you know, Westworld and she was in it a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Well, saying, yeah. Yeah. So like the, 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 the cameo sort of like friend of a friend in the comedy club, uh, was what, what I was talking about with, the uh, the show, um, I think they, I think Netflix took it off, because uh, again, I don't want to keep bringing it up, but the uh, Aziz, they had like a bad date, the whole thing, and they took it off the air. Um, I thought it was one of the best shows. It was really good. Um, everyone involved is kind of like been dormant for like a year because of it, which is crazy. Uh, why not? Hey, why not just if something happens, you know, stay out there. Don't don't take things down oh, yeah. but uh, she was always like i'm gonna look what? right now i said i'm gonna look right yeah. now i'm pretty sure it's still on it it's, it's yeah it is they never took it down oh good all right there bachelor uh, it ain't even up there anymore we're just wrapping it up now if you're sick and tired of our bachelor segment segments and it's like, wow, why are you doing that shit? Guess what? You don't gotta hear it anymore. Like my my brother-in-law hit me up and he was like, How do you watch The Bachelor? And like I didn't know if he was asking like how as in like like how do you watch it? Do you watch it like when it comes on? Do you watch yeah. it on demand? Do you watch it on your phone? I didn't know that, but I realized like he was asking, like, how do you put yourself through 
watching this nonsense. Um, and I explained it to him. I was like, uh, you know, was interested because, you know, the show's been on since like 2001. And it took them mm-hmm. till 2021 to have somebody who wasn't um, of Caucasian descent as the 25, yeah, uh, 25 seasons, right? Just 20, yeah, this was, yeah, this was season 25. Um, crazy. And unfortunately, it did not go without a hitch. It actually had mm-hmm. many. Um, you know, the main point was that the winner of it uh, was Rachel, who had like this very checkered pass. Um, I got in on it. I got into it on last week's episode. Um, so hopefully Mike watched that. So he heard my thoughts on that. So I don't have to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mike, you watched like the first couple episodes and we, we, we have some good segments. Um, yeah. I mean, from the season. I mean, I, I've, I, I remember like 15 years ago watching the show, like in, in earnest, like watching it. Um, and I'm just thinking like, I had my own thoughts on it. Like, I was like, this is like really weird. Like, just as me, as a person, I was like, this is really b- bizarre. Nothing racial, nothing about uh, just the idea of like, all right, so you bang, are you banging all these girls? Like, you're like, I would never want, you know, a girl who like, oh, we're gonna have a date, we'll have a date, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then, so what happened last night? I'd be so jealous, you know, I, I, I couldn't even get, my I couldn't wrap my head around it. The whole thing with like The Bachelor, I think it's very, um, I think it's a weird concept where like you have 20, 20 people uh, that I mean, just just that, that that's weird to me. And uh, I know it's like very puritanical, very, uh, but it's such a popular show for ironically like Christian right wing Christians love the show so much. And I'm like, this is the kinkiest weirdest show ever you don't think it's weird like it's one guy no matter what the race is like with with all these multiple women i just find it weird maybe i'm uh maybe i'm actually more uh uh not kinky i don't know prudish. i find it weird prudish yeah i'm a prude excuse mm-hmm. me excuse me yeah. what would you go you know bizarre yeah. you don't think so Eh, a, a little bit. I mean, like to the extent that, like, you know, these girls say like they're dating. Uh, like, like we talked about it. Like, you know, the girls is like I'm dating him, and he's dating all of these other girls. Mm. And like, you know, when yeah. you get towards ah, the yeah. end, and they're like, you know, oh, I'm like in love with him, and it's like, all right, but this morning you were, you know, having breakfast with like yeah. three other women who are also in love with him and then he's saying like i'm in love with this girl but at the same time i'm in love with this girl and it's like i don't understand how you could be in love with like two people at once um but you know like i, I said yeah. on last week's um on last week's wrap-up i think all of that is just like you know jibber jabber and all of, you know um mm. just sappy stuff that you have to to um say on tv well yeah well the whole thing is like hey uh so me me and you were like how do you like compare like imagine if like you would insert me into like uh the, the same scenario uh so what did you what did you do earlier 
oh, I had a horseback ride <laughs> on the on the beach, you know, like a very very uh, you know romantic date, whatever. And then the next date you have, it's just like we have pancakes, you know, <laughs> during the during lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like bizarre with like you know that's a, you know like, how do you like how do you compare? I know it's a show, but like how do you like how do you like live up to the next person? Because sure. I'm 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 looking for I'm looking through um, the contestants' uh, point of view. Like that, that's why they go crazy. It's like how do I compare? And you, like it's you already put it on the whole pedestal. No, what's you know it's crazy. But it, but this season was special. Uh, it was different. Uh, important. I guess the word you know, or yeah, I guess that's the word you want to use. And. Um, yeah, so you know, I you know, obviously I, I I wouldn't have no idea what's going on with the show, even though it's very popular, but uh, because Shug uh noticed it and wanted to talk about it, um, you know, very important. Uh, I'm glad I uh, kept an eye on it. You know, I didn't watch every episode like vividly. You know. Yeah. So it was um you know important, like you said. Um, it's a very popular show as well. You always say that, you know, with ABC, it's that with reality shows, it's that and dancing with the stars. So I always used to get furious. Um, especially I think the time I got really furious at it was when they, um, brought Rachel on and they made like a big deal of it because, you know, it's, it's a franchise. We we discussed the history of race on a franchise. So mm-hmm. they brought, you know, Rachel Lindsay on there and it was making like a big like deal out of it, a big hoopla um, out of like, all right, you know, this is the first like black lead on the Bachelor franchise. And, you know, I wasn't going to watch, but I was excited for it because I was like, all right, if it's a black girl, there's a good chance like she picks like a black guy and then at the end of it she picked a white guy and I you know like her choice that you know I'm not gonna knock anybody for choosing someone they love or you know somebody they they fall for you can't really choose the heart wants what the heart heart wants so I respect that but I was just like thinking to myself I'm like all right you have like the main show which is The Bachelor where every season it's like all of these women competing to win this white guy's heart. And then you finally get a African-American bachelorette Mm -hmm. and she chooses a white guy. So me as a black man, I'm just saying my experience, you know, I was disappointed because I'm like, all right. um, So clearly the bachelor wants to, you know, in my mind, and this is just my opinion in my mind, like the Mm -hmm. bachelor is trying to put out this idea that the, only desirable male is a white guy and you know i'm pretty sure there's you know other people of color and in indigenous people that also feel the same way that like there's there's this idea that you know you're pushing um mm. you know they, they you know in in like um for instance, when they talk about like the Sports Illustrated or Victoria's Secret or all mm. that stuff, and they say, you know, there's this image that this is what a woman's supposed to look like. So in my, mm. you know, they don't really do the same thing for guys. So in this respect, I'm like, all right, like, 
your epitome of an attractive man is meant to be like a white guy. And so that was part of it. And then the other part of it was the one season where they tried to say they got like a non-white, um, a non-white bachelor. And it basically was like this Venezuelan dude who until you, mm. um, until he, he started speaking, you wouldn't know that he's not white, but he's essentially still, oh descended he's still of european descent i think we talked about it yeah but i think we talked about this before um yeah well it's like a europe he's european but he's like you know latin america but like european we talked about this i think came up i think we talked about it a while ago uh but yeah i i know I, I get what you're saying i agree yeah um, so so that's really and then every season when they would announce the bachelor and it would still be like this white guy i would like be furious i'm like i'm never watching a show i'm never watching a show until you get a black guy on there i'm never watching a show why is it always a white guy and then so you know i i was like all right i'm not gonna be hypocritical i'm finally that they got like a black guy i'm going to watch it and that was my main interest in watching a season and you know matt you know i've had my ups and downs with him as like you know as, as a viewer and like some weeks I like him, some weeks I don't, blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, throughout the show, I kind of didn't like him, but I think how he handled the end of the show and, you know, the, how he handled the controversy and how he handled um, dealing with this stuff, he actually like kind of redeemed himself to me. And it was interesting because he had the conversation with um, Chris Harrison, who, you know, we're going to talk about probably in a, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, where he's discussing, he was like, he didn't want to pick, uh, he didn't want to pick a certain way. He wanted to pick, you know, the person he was in love with, regardless of their race or their color or whatever. And, you know, fast forward to the end of the season, he picks Rachel who midway through the season, the stuff comes out mm -hmm. that she's, um, you know, been at an antebellum um, party, which yeah, was banned yeah. by the fraternity that had it. Um, she liked pictures that had the Confederate flag in it. She was accused of being a bully to girls, other um, white females in high school who dated or were interested in black men. So all this stuff come out, came out and he had to deal with it. And obviously he didn't know at the time. And he, he discussed it as like, you know, at first he dismissed it as rumors or, um, mm. you know, I at least took it with like right. a, at least took it with like a grain of salt. And then when he found out mm. and he told her like why it hurt him so much, that she was involved in this and, you know, she had to face, you know, apologize and do all this stuff. And the one thing I, I didn't get to say over the last two weeks, I keep, I kept forgetting because, um, I, you know, I talk so much, but hmm. he kept on That's saying, thing. <laughs> he kept on saying, he kept on saying that Rachel had to do, because people kept on wondering if you're so in love with this person, why, why did you break up with her? And the way he put it was that 
she's a good person, but she had to do the work on her own. And I think it was like mm. a polite way of him, him saying it was a polite way for him to say that he would not be Rachel's racism beard, so to speak. Because it's so easy to say like, oh, I'm not racist because look, I'm with a black guy. Um, mm. As a matter of fact, like just today, I mean, not today, but yesterday or the day before a video came out of this woman at um at a bagel spot in the Essex market. And, you know, she's like this anti-masker, like Trump supporter. And the guy working there didn't want to serve her or refuse to serve her because she wasn't wearing a mask. And she mm. called him a bitch ass N word. And she kind of, um, she defended herself by saying like all of her kids, apparently she had all of these kids with like a Jamaican guy. So she has like four mixed kids, but she's still a racist. And she's trying to say like, I'm not racist because I have these black kids. So I'm trying to say that Matt mm. in his, in his most, polite way was trying to say like he was not going to be her racism beard like she was not gonna just mm. say the right things and then be with him but not really wholeheartedly change and mm. you know I thought and that's another thing why I say like I respect him you know overall in my whole experience watching the show I've, I've grown to respect him even though there's some parts of the thing like he did that I didn't really like care for or his personality, mm-hmm. I didn't really care for, but how he handled that, I thought um, very highly of him. That's weird. Dude. You keep using the word uh, beard. I remember when I, when I was a kid, when I was younger, uh, you know, full disclosure, I have a family member who is uh, homosexual, and I always heard uh, beard. Oh, the, oh that, that's his beard. I was like, you know, when I was like 95, when I was like a kid. Um, but beard, like using use around, like as like a, a guys, right? A guys. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm not racist. Oh, I'm not gay. Oh, I'm not whatever. Yeah, I have a that's black friend. I, <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. It's the same thing. Oh, it, well, that's the other thing too. The people always say, um, "Oh yeah, my oh my black friend." That whole thing. Yeah, like um, I, I I talked about it with um at one point when we were discussing um something. It was back when Joel was on the show. But uh, one of my roommates from college, you know, he goes all like, you know, Trump flag and Trump um, swim swim shorts and a MAGA hat. And he knew, obviously, like people were going to be like, yo, dude, you're racist. So, of course, he writes this long ass um, essay on why he isn't a racist. And like he included a part where he's like. How am I racist? And like, I can't be racist. Like, my roommates in college were black, and I'm like, bro, like, we didn't even fucking like you. Like, we had a five bar, we had a five bedroom house, and there were like three of us. We needed like two more people, and you just happened to be somebody who was looking For a place too. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, just the fact mm-hmm. that we lived together. Yeah, we like, you know, drank and like partied together, but like. I, I wouldn't I, it, I, it would be going out on a limb to say like you know we were friends but I, mm. I I like 
you know, went out in front of it. And I put like the post. I was like, listen, I he lived with us, but I wasn't friends with him. So I'm not going to be used as your racist beard. And like Mike said, it's something I started off with the gay community when, you know, being openly gay wasn't an accepted thing. People would have um, they would, you know, marry like probably, uh, you know, if you were a gay man, like you'd marry like a gay woman. But you just be oh. married, married in 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 um in visual in in visual aesthetics only. Uh, appearances. Impa- appearances. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I like uh, I like old Hollywood. A lot of people in Hollywood, like you talk about Rock Hudson, he's like you open. Well, that's that's like, the main one. Quietly. Um, yeah, Rock Hudson's like the what do you call that again? Like the go to go to mm. thing. Uh, yeah, but but, but now, thing, like, um, but now it's like a blanket phrase. It's just yeah. you know, you're not. Yeah. It's because it, a beard is just a cover up to say like you're, um, not something yeah. by using a person or people as props. And essentially, that's what Matt was not trying to be. It wasn't like, oh, I'm not really like. See, I'm not racist anymore because I got this. Like, I'm, I'm I got this black boyfriend. Um. Mm-hmm. So that was the thing. Yeah, man, that makes sense. Hey, you wrapped it. Hey, you wrapped it back to the uh, point of the thing we're talking about. Um, I think that happens a lot now. That uh, just, um, I feel like a lot of people like, uh, they they live in a weird thing where they're like they use, like what we're saying, like oh no, but I know I have an Asian friend. I have an Asian friend, and like that that that. Mm-hmm. That becomes reality, even though it's like virtual. Yeah, and it's bizarre. But then on the on the opposite end, I, I have to always look at the other side. Uh, so what if you do? What if I do have an Asian friend? Does that like cancel out me? Like uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like like I don't know. It's hard to explain, but uh, doesn't even matter. Like if I you know if if you do have you know, like a, a boyfriend or whatever, or girlfriend, or whatever, or Asian, or black, whatever. Doesn't matter. Like it's like more. Uh, does that make sense? Like, I don't. Know. I feel like I'm like just making shit up. And over. But I don't know. That was a thought that just popped in my head. But uh, I think what you know, my thing, my whole thing is um, we have the blanket thing with like history and stuff, but then also like individual experiences with people. Uh, you know, you know, one thing is one, and then you have like I can have a relationship like me and you, like we have a relationship, but then also you have to take into account like just history of like the world and stuff. That that, that, that that's the thing I always think about, like uh, yeah. the balancing of I because I can't say like exactly, I can't be like, oh, I have a black, you know, I have a black friend, I have an Asian friend, uh, but you you have to separate yourself from history. Right. I think that's the word. Yeah. Separation, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, fucking name. On a lighter note, um, because right. it wasn't all bad. You know, we was hard on, we were hard on Victoria, and you know, after the women tell all, and just especially the stuff with like Rachel and Chris mm-hmm. and and all that stuff, like. 
I've actually kind of like softened my stance on her. Like, yeah, like she she obviously wasn't like a good like candidate for um Matt to choose, but I I don't think she was as um I don't think she was as antagonistic or we sh- we shouldn't have antagonized her as much. Like I even like made the reference um when we started talking about her where she went um she took a picture and it was somewhere and it had like a Trump flag in the back and we we made a thing out of it when in reality she mm. came out and she explained that she was doing like a photo shoot somewhere and they had rented out or the it was like the photographer's photographer's house or the photographer um or the, the agency or whatever she was using had rented a house and the person there had the like Trump flag on it. So it was like, you know, that wasn't, so that whole thing was like much ado about nothing. But I thought like on a woman, woman tell all that she, um, she kind of redeemed herself and she kind of made, she, 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 I saw her in a more like sympathetic light. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like, but then you have to explain it. Like, oh, no, no, by the way, like, you know, the thing you see in the background, like, I rented a house. Like, you have to explain it. You, you notice that when you first saw there, you know, you, when you got, you got there. Mm. Um, I, I, just, I think that seems like a cop out. Yeah. Uh, but I like, uh, not, not even because, you know, it's the first up, it's the first season with, uh, you, know, you know, Matt, someone who is, uh, Irish or uh, black, um, but she wasn't even really. She's not. She's an atypical bachelor, uh, bachelorette, whatever you want to say. Like the the person that uh, the bachelor chooses. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know her background, but like I remember, like you know, watching. I was like, oh, I couldn't tell if she was like you know Middle Eastern or like um, something. You know, like it, it, not the whole blonde, you know, blonde white American uh, cheerleader type. So I don't know. There's a lot of things going on with uh, the Bachelor. Um, I'm not sure if will we talk about it, but I think they might they might revert back to like just straight up a lot of stuff. So I I've been reading that on the internet. Like they they might go back to like uh, uh you know. A lot of weird shit. Yeah. Like, I've been back and forth on how, like, the show should go forward. And Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, I think they should run it back with, like, another black um, lead. I just, I think this time around, they need to have a diverse production team mm. uh they had a really diverse class so they i mean a, a diverse cast mm. um group of girls this season so they already had you know at least one area they definitely mm. got right it was that it was that um i mean obviously they could have did a little bit better vetting um with rachel and you know this stuff yeah. <laughs> you know oh. this, this stuff wouldn't happen um but- you're talking about vetting, so like, I think they should completely revamp the whole thing and have it based on social media. Why not? Like, have like something like, like 
you know, do the whole like casting process live or not live, but just like on, on social media. Because, uh, you know, when I used to work on, you know, I, I casting and stuff. Uh, so like if I'm talking to like, you know, all these people like who want to be on the show, that, that um, basically you get more of like an actual authentic like uh, source of the, you know, a pop, the pop, you know, like the people, you know, it's hard to explain. Uh, the true, a true demographic uh, sample of, you know, people that are not even watching the show, but just like people in, in America. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, I can pretend like, oh, oh, I, oh, this is the ideal person that someone wants to marry or whatever. Yeah. But then it's not authentic. It's not like real. It's not like uh, real everyday life. Like when you walk around outside and you walk around and be like, you know. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's actually like a real interesting idea. And I didn't, even, think about I didn't it. think about it. Yeah. They could do something like that. Live. But like a just, live episode. Like a yeah. live uh, casting call. Mm, live. Yeah. You know, yeah. think about that. Yeah. But then going back to the thing with like the Black Bachelor, I'm like, you know, at the same time, they kind of have that out if they decide to go back to the status quo and not, you know, mm. go back to like a white guy, cause it could be like, Oh, well we did want to mm. cast another black lead, but, oh, due yeah. to, but you know, not enough um, candidates came out because of what happened last season. Mm. And that, but at the same time, they'll say that, but not take any kind of accountability that they like shit the bed with the, you know, this season 25 with Matt. Yeah. Um. So, so that's that's the one thing I've been thinking about over the last couple of weeks since the show ended. Like, I was just like, you know, they're gonna, you know, they could try and they could say, oh, well, you know, we're not gonna have another black guy on here because black men aren't interested anymore because of mm. um they're scared because it's like, oh, if I go on a show, I could pick a racist girl like you know because you know obviously throughout the history of the show if you watched our history of race and racism with the show they always have some kind of um band-aid reason as to why you know the show is so poorly um sensitive to race and racism they they always have some kind of like band-aid for it um, but we do know, like, going forward, that they will have another African-American bachelorette in Michelle in season 18. And then in the upcoming season, for sure, I was it wasn't clear. You're going to have two hosts in Tasia, who was the last bachelorette, and Caitlin who was a bachelorette a while ago. So Tasia's um, Afro-Latina. So you're going to have uh, Afro-Latina hosts. Not only that, you're going to have hosts that are women, whereas like before it was Chris Harrison, he's a white guy. And it, it's basically been a white guy hosting a show the entire time. So it's Ryan changing. Yeah, so it's changing um, going forward. And then you have Katie, who's going to be the bachelorette. Everybody knows I love Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of her. Got a big ass crush on her off of the season. I knew I was like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this show, and it's gonna have 32 like 
pretty ass women and i'm like i know i'm gonna like be like all google after one of them and katie was um that person for me this season mike i know you liked um mj did you like any mm. other like uh, did any of the other women like stand out to you that you you really liked from like from that point on like like way back when like everything else like i kind of kind of like just was like okay whatever because i i maybe i was jealous of that i was like all right they want to be with her yeah you know like i kind of like just like zoned out on uh get you know connecting with these girls or women um well i'm gonna go back to uh something we talked about you were talking about like three minutes ago four minutes ago all right so you were saying like oh we had we, you know we had this person we had we had we had like an african-american here okay it didn't work out right like the, oh ratings didn't work so never do it again like 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 they did it on purpose just to like oh this is the reason why we can't have this you know i'm always thinking about that you know i'm always like they're using it you know just as like a this version like okay check this out this is the episode this is the uh, bachelor the black you know i i that i hate where it's like um why does it have to be like uh an example of why it's great or why it's bad or something like that mm-hmm. um you know it's like i guess maybe i'm not, you know I, I don't think i'm idealistic or whatever word you want to use but uh yeah, it's a shame. It's like when like people have to have to like you have to say, oh, this is the black uh, bachelor, you know, sex. But man. yeah, I mean, like well, you have got, to though. You have to. They kind of made their bed and mm-hmm. they kind of slept with it because I mean, they made their bed and they kind of have to sleep in it because you know I always use it on a YouTube video. It's always the picture of like all the bachelors before mm-hmm. they added Matt, and it's like all white guys startling startling it's like yeah yeah but the the idea with what i was saying was um i think you you get that is that it's like all right we failed at this so Mm -hmm. that means when if we failed at this so we shouldn't do it again you know Mm -hmm. and i'm hoping that's not the attitude and even if it is i hope that they make like a concerted a concerted effort in order to 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 rectify it going forward rather than going back to all right like here's like this handsome white guy and 35 women who um are gonna fawn over him for eight weeks uh yeah and that's important because uh that uh i have this whole thing about pop culture uh influencing society and if if you say like, oh, what, what, why, why are you like shoving this down my throat? Like, why, why you have to show show me this or whatever, whatever? I'm like, hey, guess what? Your gener- generation before and generation before that was influenced by pop culture and media, and that's how we, uh, you know, that's how we grow. Like, that's how we like learn about different, you know, get influenced by other people. So, hmm. hey, yeah, the reason I was asking about the um, if like any of the other girls, so no, I, no, no. if any of the other girls had stood out to you, was because like I kind of had like my top five. Because every time somebody got eliminated, I'm like, wow, like 
you really let her go and like she would have been like if you did like a draft like if i had like an mm. nba draft board war room thing like you know once she's off the board this would have been my next option so mm. I'd, like, i got you all right yeah i got you you know so my number one pick was obviously katie then mm-hmm. number two for me was um Brie, I always, you know, I, I, I thought she was cute and she was cool. Um, then Piper would have been my third pick. Actually, Piper and then Abigail, I had fourth, so they kind of like tied for three. They were kind of um, mm. I, I could have went either way there. And then um, Yasinia, I liked her because aside from like Katie, I thought she was the only girl I was like calling out bullshit in the house. So. Mm. You're like a shit starter, <laughs> or the opposite of that. What was something like a uh, hey, don't yeah, yeah. the non shit starter, like the cool, clear jets type chick. Yeah, the ones are just like you know, um, kept it real, I guess. Yeah, they are right, fine. Yeah, all right. That's and, that's fine. That's all, yeah. Um, I really, I mean, I did say, I uh, jokingly. Last week that Katie season, I don't know, cause I don't, I don't want to see like thirty dudes. I don't want to see her like, you know, thirty dudes like, um, getting a chance at Katie that, and I couldn't mm. be on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So oh, wow. I, I said I don't know if I could watch. Um. But I did say I was gonna. I, I like when the time comes, I might watch. Michelle season. So I haven't committed to either. We'll see how it is going forward. Cause I mean, like, if if it comes out like they announce like the next bachelor and it's like, you know, another like, you know, Brad. Todd. Todd. Oh, you said Brad. Brad. Todd. Todd. Something with Ad. Uh yeah. Conrad. Um, all right, that's that's a weird, you know. Uh, but anyway, so let me go back to the um, to Rachel. Um, I don't know. Uh, is she Middle Eastern? Is she Middle oh, right, Middle Eastern? I can't tell. Rachel, hmm? Rachel, because uh, I was watching, you know, the, the two episodes prior. I, I was just like I didn't want to think about it, but I'm just like couldn't tell like it was like because what we were saying the whole like uh, you know obviously Bachelor is very very um, you know Anglo type show um, but I always I, I thought that I didn't think she was white I thought she was like uh, Middle Eastern or something like that. I yeah I, I mean I. I... Cause we we were, we were on together that episode when we talked about it. And I was like, her dad looks like he 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 don't he he looked like um Can't bring it up. yeah like he he was so I don't know. Well, you uh, know, it, if yeah, if it's, if, it's, if that was the case, like at yeah, some point, yeah. I'm pretty sure they would have brought it up. Yeah, like, no here, no there. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I'm like normally normalizing things needs to you know it has to happen because. Uh, like what I said about the whole like generational thing with uh, media, I grew up, you know, being like you know knowing things and stuff based on a lot of media stuff too. Uh, so I think it's important because uh, all these girls, these women, um, 
I don't, I don't mean to say it like that, but w- women like grow up in this area and it's like literally they have no idea of like no concept of other people, you know, you know, and you know, it happened, you know, we are, we, we, ben- we, we uh, benefit from living in like a, the city, you know, sort of, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, that that's important. And it's, it's, I don't tiptoe around it. I mean, I mean, like the thing yeah, I said, the thing, toe, I, the thing I said last week was that in Rachel's case, she grew up in this part of Georgia. And I don't know if I said it like on the first yeah. episode, like, mm-hmm. or I said it after the stuff came out. I was like, oh, I saw she was from Georgia. And I'm like, what, what kind of part of Georgia? But the thing mm-hmm. I, I said was that, or the thing I've been thinking about is that how does she go about um rectifying her self as a person and i was thinking i'm like you live in this part of georgia and it's like because she kind of alluded to that was the reason why she didn't think like the stuff she did was so bad was um the fact that like she grew up in this place but i'm pretty sure like there's some kind of like black community in that community whether or not it's huge whether it's very tiny where there are people there that have far more in common with you being that they live in the same area with you but the only difference between y'all is your skin color and now that you know this you're confronted with this stuff now is the opportunity for you to reach out to these people and try to build some kind of relationship and some kind of understanding that you know what like this whole you know, racism, racist ideology and this bigotry that I'm already is already inherent of us, it doesn't make sense because Rachel probably has a lot more in common with a black man or a black woman in the area that she lives than she does with a white woman from like New York City, Chicago, LA, anywhere else. So the the point is, is like the only thing that's different between you guys is the skin color and the fact that you know you've used that as a crutch throughout your life. Like I, I said it last week about Emmanuel Asho, he was trying to say that like you know when you do racially insensitive things, it doesn't necessarily make you a racist. And I, I think it's the total opposite. I think the fact that you were privileged enough to grow up in a society where, um you do the things that she did and it's just like it is it, is you know it, it's not um your perception of it is that it is it's not harmful um that's you being the benefit of you know growing up in a racist place because if you grew up in a place in a in a white um uh holy you know a mainly white community and they don't care about these things and now that you're out and about and you're an adult uh, an adult and the difference between years ago and today is that you could pop on your phone and there's google um there's social media you could interact with people from different places in the in the world you could go online on your your laptop and get to know people so it's not this whole like, oh, I've never been outside of my town, so I didn't know blah 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 stuff that 
you think and i think like it's it's racist but it does in fact make you a racist but being a racist is it's not as if like that's something you can't unlearn and put work into and um distance yourself from and shed that title and the thing i've i've always i said too was that a lot of people hate being called a racist but don't hate the actions or the things they did that cause people to think that they are racist and they don't try to rectify that and deal with that so that's why i say you know even if you do racially insensitive stuff and the fact that you're ignorant to it and not apologetic about it until somebody makes you apologize for it it does make you a racist yeah, well, I remember growing up, like, there was a lot of, like, so, uh, I, I'm trying to make up the word, like, soft, soft racism, like, soft, subtle, um, subtle, subtle racism, was, like, oh, you went to college, right? Oh, you, you, oh, uh, she, she, you know, had a black guy in, in college, you know, type of thing, or, like, oh, you, you experimented in college, you know, that was always, like, a subtle thing growing up. You ever hear that before? You know, like, the whole thing, like, oh, yeah, the whole thing. So it's very like subtle stuff that I think now the the most subtle things are um, being like you know talked about and stuff because oh god man springtime uh, so that's what I'm saying like the whole thing with like uh, the the subtle thing is like uh, turn we talked about it last week with the Woody Allen's like um, I'm gonna bring it back to that where it's like. Oh yeah, he did this, or like he like whatever, whatever, like very like subtle things. But now, uh, everything's being like magnified, you know. No matter what, like like hey, this hey, this happened, all right. So let's yeah. talk about it, you know. Does that make sense? Like we'll we'll talk about it now. We're not, we're not gonna like glaze it over, you know. We're not, we're not we're gonna let it, you know, slide. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's pretty much what uh, I've been on my mind yes. with that. So makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's been a journey to watch this show, um, and discuss it because, you know, this is the first time I've watched a show over the span of, you know, um, two months or so. And now that we have this outlet with this podcast that we were able to discuss it. So it's been interesting, um, for the, you know, bad reasons, good reasons. So, you know, it's come to a conclusion. I hope that anybody's been, you know, following us or paying attention to this, like you enjoyed it. Um, Mm. If you've been skipping this segment and you're glad we're finally (laughs) done with it, that's totally fine too, man. But it's interesting. I think the point is it's interesting to um, find some kind of compromise like i i, I said i wasn't never gonna watch this show i you know for a lot mm. of reasons mike said um oh, i'm a, i'm a white guy i i would i be on the show i don't think so my brand you know i, I don't think I, I i'm not like you know so, so not to cut you off but the whole thing is like there's a stereotypical like you know like guy with a rose literally like you know blonde you know you know blonde blue eyes you know you know um so I know I'm not discounting um, someone else's like experience, but uh, I never connected with the show to begin with because I didn't see myself as the bachelor. I, I did not see myself as the bachelor, if that makes sense. And yeah. I, 
That makes sense, right? A little bit. So for for like reasons like Mike talked about, where you know, just the idea of like thirty women fawning over it, dude, it wasn't it wasn't appealing to me, mm-hmm. and then um just the fact that they never um ventured out of you know a white guy being the main guy, I I, I was opposed to it, but as soon as I saw that they made the attempt to try to, you know, start anew and have this this black man as the lead, I, you know, I, I had to say, you know, let me watch it and, you know, may come to my own conclusions and just not be ignorant to it. Um, but this has yeah. been fun. So, yeah, you know, not. we'll see what yeah. happens in the future um, if, you know. Yeah. But we, we, I'm glad we got to share this with everyone. Final thoughts, Mike. All right, final thoughts for me. Um, Lena White, White, what are we talking about? Um, I was a fan of her way back when. Um, but it was always like someone in the background. So it's nice to see someone get more, uh, you know, full, you know, more, you know, in, in front. Because, uh, if you if you look at the whole business of uh, you know writers and stuff, you can go from like, like someone from '88, and then in like 2001, it, it took that long for them to like go from being a writer to on screen you know personality or character, um, and you that, that that's what it feels like to me with her with um, but she's been around she's been around. Um, I I had no idea about this and but you know, I looked her up. I was like, oh yeah, oh wow, oh yeah, I've seen her in the background and shit. Um, so that's more of just a entertainment thing because I I like to think I'm a writer sometimes. You know. Um, Bachelor, um, uh, it's very very. I can't double-edged sword. I think I keep saying because uh, I I keep saying this because like, all right. So, what what's the reason we we we've been talking about the Bachelor because of Shug wanted to talk about it because it's, it's you know because of the first black Bachelor. But if you, if you do that, or if you like say like uh, oh we just happen to have a black man, you know like the whole thing is like is it that are you doing it because of a reason or natural or organic or the word you want to use so uh, i'm always like but maybe that's like the you know because it's you know i don't know oh there's so many things we can talk about like it's uh it feels weird but so if i make a show where i'm like let's have an adhesion you know and i you know like is that is that weird? Like is that I'm like I want an Asian person here now, you know. So that's why I always get a little. Uh, when we when this this show is very very like I like I said the, the, a couple weeks ago we talked about uh, shows that were canceled too early, and uh, tough crowd. Um, I think it's very important to talk about like you know different cultures and stuff like that, but. Uh, so I think, um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm rambling again, but um, I don't want to tippy-toe tippy over things, but 
Um, I think it's important to talk about things and look, you know, should just conversations are important. Um, yeah. So bachelor next season, of bachelor, um, good Lord. If they go back to the, you know, what do you think is going to happen with the, uh, the next bachelor? I don't know. I think, uh, I think they're like 20 years like behind, uh, society. If that makes sense in American society. Because if you watch, you know, other uh, things. Okay. Um, yeah, so Lena Waithe, I mean, she's talented. Like, that's, um, that can't be disputed. Um, I think, like, her and Issa Rae, the things they do, I think when it's just the things today, when it's just, like, shining a light on just Black people living like with Issa Rae and Insecure and mm. uh, oh, Lena, yeah. Lena Waithe with um, The Shy, where it's just today. And it's not heavy. It's just showing us like, you know, the everyday, the highs and the lows of just, you know, being Black in America. And it's just not being like all about racism and uh, just a struggle story. Like, it's great, but I think when you approach, like, history now, like, I think if, unless it is a non-fictional narrative, I, I think we should, we, we, we're off that. Like, a lot of people, they said, like, you know, we're done with, like, slave movies, and we're done with, the, we're done with these, like, oppression fantasy films, and I think when you're a Black filmmaker or um a black showrunner you you have a responsibility because there's very few opportunities given to us um and you you have to handle your projects with a lot of care and if you're walking into a, a studio or you're talking to these executives and they're only making your show if it's you know, some kind of show where black people are facing some kind of like adversity. And in this case with them, where it's like adversity turned up to like 11 with like, you know, uh, the, the, the damn minstrel, like Sambo monster and stuff like that. Like it, it doesn't, it really doesn't have a place in like today's society. Um, we just need black faces on TV. Um, not blackface, but black faces mm. on TV, um, just living, like, you know, I'm I got two new shows, two new sitcoms on, and you know, I don't, I never really watch like the network television, and I got two sitcoms that are black base. You got the one with you got Keenan's show, and then you have Young Rock. Where yeah. it's, it's 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 positive and it's fun and it's it's great. Like that's the type type of stuff I want to see. And if it's a no. drama, yeah. if it's if it's a drama, I want it to be like insecure, like the shy. Like it should be something. Um, it should be something positive. It should be. It shouldn't like like we shouldn't be re- reminded unless it's for ed- educational purposes. I get it. about the past. And then with the bachelor, like like it just happens to be you just happen to be 
I, that that's what I was trying to explain what, what, during during my portion of this. It was just like it just happened to be that oh you happen to be this you know, you know it wasn't like more what you were saying. So uh, sure, I apologize again. So, yeah, right. and just uh, um round home plate on a bachelor. I you know from a content creation um aspect of it like all the controversy and stuff was great because you know it it gave us stuff to talk about on here and it wasn't just like you know bland old like oh they went on a date this week oh they went rock climbing and he eliminated this girl and um you know the regular old boring stuff but as like a black man who was like in tepid anticipation of seeing um a black man on the bachelor and being like the object of women's affection because it does a lot for my self-esteem it does a lot for a lot a lot of other black men's self-esteem to see um a, a black lead period um but they definitely like fumbled with this season. It obviously needed better vetting because it's not like if somebody easily came up with these pictures of Rachel and, you know, this girl came out and said, you know, obviously that one was out of left field and they did, they totally ignored it on the show and mm-hmm. after the final rules and, and all of the interviews afterwards, but if it was that easily accessible, like the photos, um, I think like the casting director and and their team should have been able to nip that in the butt. Um, and they had like what, like 29 or 20 something other like white women or non-black women that didn't have these racist paths. And it's just unfortunate that for whatever reason, you know, he was so attracted and so connected to Rachel that he chose her. And unfortunately, she became the person. Um, but it's been, like, great talking about it. I love the content. If you guys um, haven't listened to it on here, you could go on YouTube. I have all of the video of our Bachelor segments. And this one will be up also. We got on the YouTube channel. I just dropped. Um, we had the story time that no, um, was taken from last week's episode with Mike. It's nice, mm. short, and sweet, under four minutes. And then a story like I really had a lot of fun making a video and telling a story, um, about me and my college friends just uh, having an impromptu performance of Drake and I, um. Uh, uh, I paralleled it with this video that I've seen on the internet of people singing um, Truly Madly Deeply in a pub. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really fun video. So check that out. We're on IGTV. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, like all of the Shook reviews, the brews are on there. If not, they're all on YouTube. You can check those out. Mm-hmm. And we will keep coming out with more and more stuff. We got a lot of stuff that I, I've a lot of stuff I personally have um, coming up and ideas that, you know, are going to start coming to fruition. This has been episode 45, Back Like Jordan, wearing a 4-5 of 
Shogmir Mooney, Shogmir Mooney, Shogmir Mooney.